I know you remember too. It got so, so, um, tough because there was times when, you know, his brother was leaving basically threatening letter notes at the front gate. And when, once he was, had to be off the property and even had restraining orders Yeah, times he would show up with knives and, you know, yelling and bringing a couple friends with him. And, you know, again, my dad had to call the cops, you know, and, um, several times. And so to be around him, go visit him, you would go over sometimes and watch games. It was really good because it was almost like God allowing him more family, you know, support uh, in that time, you know, which is really cool. There was something you said about when he went to the beach and I thought that because that was kind of a lesson and I and this I know helped Laura and myself um, as we grew m- matured in life and in our spiritual walk as well. Because I always thought how amazing that is that somebody can make themselves smaller and realize God is bigger. And I thought that's life lessons because if you parallel that and you think about how big God is how big creation is, how much bigger than us, Mm -hmm. everything Christ related really is. Mm -hmm. Then when you ponder on all of our daily challenges, our Mm. our situations and how small and minuscule that really is, Mm -hmm. what's bigger? Because what do you make bigger in life? The problem Mm -hmm. or Christ? Well, Mm -hmm. he chose to make Christ bigger. Right. He chose to go to the beach and understand and and realize and take it in from a visual standpoint, just to remember how big God is, Mm -hmm. you know, and what a lesson that was. I I always thought that was fantastic. You know, that, that God is so big that all the other stuff doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have God. You have God. Right. All the other stuff is nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Else matters. Yeah. Fast forward to 2000. Nine, two thousand ten, when God had been tugging on my heart, like we've been so busy with doing all kinds of different stuff, especially mm-hmm. with uh, for other people and all that stuff, and he, God was just totally tugging on my heart. Do a documentary, do documentaries, and I'm like, I don't know how to do documentaries. I don't know what you know. Of course, questioning, and I'm like, okay, okay, God, yes, yes. And he wanted me to do a documentary with my mom, with my dad, and then with my mom's siblings. And Holy Spirit told me it was going to be for a healing, a lot of different ways of healing. And so he was also revealing to me so many things, like giving me almost as if that's the best way I can describe it. It's as if God is sitting down at the table with you and he's having just a regular conversation and he's sharing testimony, but he's sharing testimony about all of his kids Yeah, and saying, this is what happened. Like you might look at it in a perspective of this person's this and blame game and, and being bitter of this person and then, but I'm all, but God's going, okay, let me, let me tell you where this person was hurting. Let me tell you what they kind of walk through without yeah. so many details, but just kind of like little nuggets. And that documentary, I'm so thankful we did it because so much stuff was confirmed and it was just revealed. Not everything exposed necessarily, meaning there was still more healing to take place, but it takes 
a willing person. Yes. But the fact that we did that with my dad and he was able to share like the ways that he sees, sees God, the way he hears from God, the way that Holy Spirit speaks to him and, and in his life and, you know, reflecting about a lot and just moving forward and why he, he does what he does and did what he did in some, some things, you know? And I'm like, that's so cool just to be open and honest, you know what I mean? And like, here you go. Yeah. And just saying, look, I, to hear him say like, he didn't have all the answers, you know? Yeah. And that he looked to God for a lot, you know? Um, so that was so cool. And then fast forward again, um, (laughs) to when he went to again, another service and, it was about the prodigal son. Oh, yeah. And up until this point, you and I had already had several with moments moments with his my dad's brother. And it was good because you've seen him growing and cleaning up and sobering up and he was more clearer of mind. And I think it was just so awesome because he would always ask about his brother you know my dad yeah and he wasn't resentful he wasn't at that in in those um different times of interaction with him he was different and so when i talk about my dad having hearing the word from the prodigal son he came up to us and he was like when i heard that message i thought of my brother Mm mm-hmm and I knew what he meant by that. Like, cause he, he said like, he thought of his brother and he was just like, I hope he's doing good. I hope he really knows the Lord. And like he, and he even said, I'm praying for my brother. Like to hear my dad say that he was praying for his brother. Like that's huge, you know? And you know, there. I'm sorry, but there, there's, Something to be said about Ooh. the difference between division and separation. And there was a time where there was some division between the brothers, but then it became more of separation. And and I mean that by saying, I think a lot of people misunderstand love. Mm-hmm. Rainbows and unicorns. I, I, no. Well, see, rainbow is Christ. See, that, let's not get I'm that talking twisted. about not all the feely good love. I'm talking about love coming from a place of truth, caring, consideration, boldness, honesty, you know, of course, the embrace when necessary, um, mm-hmm. of course, the support when necessary, the encouragement, you know, lo- real love, um, you know, it's, it's, and one of these days, I'm going to break it down because there's in Greek, or could be the Hebrew version uh, of love, there's actually seven different words, and they have more specific meanings, like agape love, mm-hmm. see, there's different kinds of love, mm-hmm. uh, but we, in our in our current culture say love and we say, oh i love that track i love that song mm. i love this music i, I love, love my this. shoes i love this food man and and <laughs> there's we misuse yeah. and abuse the words yeah, that, that totally. we you know that's not what they were meant for right so you know so when i say love i mean in the fact that mm. he loved his mom and he loved his brother he had to make a hard decision for the better for both mm-hmm. parties and it was hurtful Right. But it was for a greater good. Mm-hmm. It was real love. And so when I say the difference between division and separation is there was a division 
in the beginning because there was a, dis a disagreement. Mm -hmm. Then it became, I agree in love. Mm -hmm. I don't like the situation, mm -hmm. but I know I'm better off for it. Mm -hmm. And I think people can misunderstand like, well, dad's messed up. He kicked out his brother. Well, he didn't hate him. He loved him. Mm -hmm. He loved yes. him. He loved him so much that he said, you got to go because I love my mom and I love you, but this can't work. And his mom wasn't going to make that choice. Right. So he made the tough choice that had to be made. Right. And so all that to say is when he, that conversation that took place, you know, that he was hearing and that he thought of his brother and that, you know, the prodigal son about just coming back to the father, you know, yeah. coming back to the father and just, um, what that meant for him and, and that he loved his brother and that he remembers being younger and having great memories with his brother and, yep. you know, just wanting the best for his brother. And so I say that to say, one of the last conversations we had with my dad's brother, um, you know, we would see him around town or whatever, and we would stop and talk to him. Actually, you talked to him. It was I, your meeting with him. I did. Because you had recorded uh, the audio at least. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you did because just to hear his voice. And he had been sharing a couple of times when we both were there just how he understood why my dad how had to do what he did. So coming from him, he actually said those words. I don't hold anything against my brother for doing what he did because he had to. And now I'm closer to God. Yep. Now I'm sober now. And at the time he was married, you know, he got mar married. Um, so was he living a life according to how people think? he should have it all together and all that stuff as far as having a house and having a car and holding down a job, you know, get what I'm saying? So the most important thing is that there was healing in his soul, in his spirit, you know, in his mind, it, mental clarity, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And his compass found true North. He was just getting on that path. He yes, was getting on the direction. Correct. And so then your meeting with him mm -hmm. because I wasn't with you, but I think it was one of the last times you seen him, right? It was. And then shortly after that, he had passed. Yes. Um, and the good thing is, is that he was telling you that he received the Lord years ago, but then really Re he rededicated, rededicated himself. Yeah. 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 He broke down. He was definitely, definitely had the brokenness, but it was a, it was brokenness that was being broken off. It wasn't mm -hmm. just broken, it was being broken off. And even in our conversation, um, you could tell that he was kind of done with history, the bad history, mm -hmm. and and very happy to be moving forward and definitely had rem a remorseful, repentant heart uh, towards, you know, your dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely was trying to go into the right direction. Obviously, still had a lot of hurdles to get through, but was in a way better place Right. At that moment, you know. Right. And you had a lot of great, you know, exchange of just a, a conversation. And mm -hmm. um, it was just so beautiful to see that. And then, you know, we were able to share with my dad just it was good. Like it was just like God allowing us to be the the bridge. Yeah. Just to confirm and again, just to say 
they're they're good you know god's got them um and then obviously my dad's brother had um passed but that wasn't until after my dad had passed because mm-hmm. my dad had passed in 2011 and um that was tough but i will say god even in that he was special I don't have any other words to express how fast forward to 2011, um, you know, we had been working on so many things and it was cool because it could have been 2010 that we, you know, took him to a concert and we were able to enjoy music together and introduce him to some friends of ours and, it was just really, um, really a special time, but um, my dad had um, finally decided to move out of the property that he had um, and move to Camarillo, and uh, in that, uh, he had had a, a major cut on his arm, and it got swollen and infected, yeah. and um and speaking of his arm, arm, side note, just a funny little thing, just real quick, because I have to laugh, is I remember my dad when he was going through dialysis mm-hmm. and, you know, not really having a lot of understanding or conversations with them of knowing what was going on. But I remember sitting there and I can't remember which arm it was. Latrice, or, um, my siblings probably remember. But anyways, on his forearm is where they would connect the dialysis thing. And so it was like a tube that ran in his arm. And so I remember coming up to him and I would just kind of like put my, my head on his shoulder and, you know, kind of just have his arm like this. And I would just go like this. And he's like, Laura, you want to see something really cool? So he wanted to make it like not scary. Just like, here you go. He's like, put your hand right here on my forearm. And so I put it there and then he's like, do you feel that? And you could actually feel like the blood flow. Uh huh. It was a stunt. I think that's what it was called. Anyway, so stint, not stunt. <laughs> There's a lot of funny stories of me using wrong words. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I needed a laugh. So if, during the, this these years of when it was, because it was late '80s, early '90s. I think it was late '80s. Anyways, um, and and so anyway, so he was talking about this stint and so he goes you know what i'm robocop yeah and then so he just made a funny thing so all that anyways i just had a thought of that so anyways um he moved out in the transition of getting rid of stuff and moving things and unfortunately not just doing it himself instead of asking people for help help. he was tired of waiting on other people it was that it was that and the combination of after he moved of working on the house himself. Right. And he yeah. shouldn't have. But um, his arm got infected, got in the bloodstream, and some other things led up to it. But um, we were praying and, and just standing that he would heal. Um, he always wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. Um, unfortunately, he didn't. Um, but there was a time where he had to have surgery on his leg and that of all things, the doctor said it was in shape of Grand Canyon or, you know, things like that. And I'm like, God, just the just the comfort that God gives us in those little things mm-hmm. of um, it just at least made us kind of just think of how 
good God is even in that. But when my dad was in the hospital and we were able to talk, it was just time of giving him scriptures and praying with him and having worship songs going. And the time it took to remove his, his hairpiece, yeah. which he never said he had a hairpiece, but you could kind of tell he had a hairpiece, but I was like, really? You know, like you just kind of like go along with it. But anyways, when he asked me to remove it oh, and yeah. it was just him and I, and just to cleanse his head. And he was just like, I'm tired of covering up. I want it off. And so, you know, since it was, anointing and like baptizing him yeah so just that time and i know that you were praying over him as you were doing that Mm -hmm. as well you know which is awesome yeah so god's good and so we wanted his celebration to be about that as a celebration of life and so that documentary that we did we were able to use that yeah and so um all that to say (laughs) all that to say is just being obedient to the simple act of what God is calling you to do. And I could have easily back in 98 chose to stay bitter and have that hatred and anger that wasn't mine even in to begin with. It was somebody else's that I felt like I had to take on. Yeah. So praise God that I didn't stay in that place that I was obedient to God saying, no, this is what I want you to do. And Look how much healing has taken place. Look how much joy happened. Look how much just great stuff happened for the glory of God, you know? Yeah. And so much life, you know? And I'm like, God, you always get the glory. Always. And so I am thankful. I'm thankful that I am like my biological father in a lot of ways. And for those ways that I took a part of him that wasn't good, we prayed that off (laughs) and you know, so I'm just glad that God gave me the, the eyes to see the ears to hear who his son was my dad, who, who God's son is in all that. So I'm just so thankful for my dad and, um, and what God has done. So, uh, conversation will continue though, because get to talk about how, God brought me through a great, great overcoming Yeah, in a relationship with my mom. Yep. So. And it's always a work in progress. Always a work in progress. <laughs> yes. So, as we all are. So. so stay tuned for that. Yeah.